slang. These aren't real words. I'm a cool kid. I know the words. Okay, Oxford. With slang, I can't logic it out. Blotto, splificated, zazzled, ossified, swacked. Is it slang if my parents say it? But I like this word. Or we spread it as your new creation. She is well prepared. (laughs) (laughs) It's in my dictionary now. I'm totally gonna use it. And I'm gonna make fun of people when they say, what does this word? You don't know? Are you not caught up with the latest trends? Hello and welcome to the I Should Have Known podcast. This is season two where we have lots of fun new facts, lots of outrageous lies, and fun new formats. But the premise remains the same. Our quiz master will present you four main facts, but one of those facts is a lie. So it's your job to figure out which one it is along with our other two hosts. So today I am your quiz master, Andy, and I'm going to be presenting a find the fake style episode. I'm going to present you with four slang words from different eras of the English language, but one of those words I have completely fabricated. Don't be too salty because our other two hosts, Soups and Tanner, are going to be guessing along with you which one I made up. All right. Sounds perfect. All right. A quick note. If yeah? you are a listener under the age of 16, should you continue <laughs> listening? Should yeah. You... No, these these are slang words. These are old for the most part. No, you don't need to be young. But uh, you might need to be kind of youngish for our low-hanging fruit. So this is a new feature for season two where we start off the episode with a traditional style trivia question that is intended to be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Though this one, I feel like I don't want to say that too much because slang... It's hard to know what's easy for some people, so I'm going to pose it to our other two hosts. So, boys, what does the word YOLO stand for? (laughs) YOLO. You only live once. Yes, you only live once. You only live once. And pro tip for any older listeners who are not familiar with this phrase, it is ironic. (laughs) It's usually used more if you you do something stupid. Right. And then you want to justify that. You say, oh, YOLO, whatever. Okay, that's true. So we're talking about slang today. So real quick, I thought we could kind of talk about what even is slang or what? Mm. Slang is hard because I don't know what I would even consider slang anymore. Like if, you know, if all of my friends know a word, is it still slang? Is it slang if my parents say it? it, Does it have to be a a new fad or a young person word? I don't know. To me, it's just non-professional speech. It's like words you would hear on the street, but never written down kind of. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So usually slang is considered non-standard. That's kind of the difference between, you know, codified language, which is standardized Mm -hmm. in dictionaries versus, you know, non-standard language that is generally spoken. Mm -hmm. It's almost exclusively spoken language. Mm -hmm. Researching this episode is kind of interesting because, you know, we have dictionaries. Yeah. And dictionary writers care about new words. You always hear like, oh, the OED added selfie Mm -hmm. to the dictionary, you know. But it's important to remember that, you know, dictionaries are not the language itself. They're just a way of collecting it. Mm -hmm. So just because a word isn't in the dictionary doesn't mean it isn't in the language, Um, especially because, you know, slang is about in-group signaling. So this is a sociolinguistic concept is in-group signaling. So using certain words and vocabulary and way of speaking is a way of showing you're in some group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a cool kid. I know the words. Yeah. You're, you're young or you're a lot of times it's, you know, racial or geographic. And so like sure. it's a way of signaling that. And so, of course, those are not equally represented in many dictionaries. So. Right. Yeah. The way I see it is I think slang in most cases, I would say something like what young people do. Rarely yeah. I've heard 
heard like a 50-year-old, <laughs> you know, coming up with a slang word. Yeah. The only reason why we associate slang with youth is because older slang gets codified into dictionaries and just becomes <laughs> a part of the language and we don't think of it as a new thing anymore. Right. Right. So, you know, a lot of words, actually some of them we're going to talk about today, really just sound like normal English, but they came into the lexicon from speaking, usually from a specific group, and then became generalized. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, and also there's kind of theories of mind about uh, the way you speak is kind of set when you're young, and then you continue speaking that way through your whole life. So this idea is why we don't really hear older people saying slang words, because the way that they speak and the language that they have taken as their own is they already did this like many years ago. They had their slang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to present you kind of like a dictionary. I'm just going to say the word mm-hmm. and then it's definition. Okay. All of them, I've broken them down based on time periods. And so I'm going to go pretty much chronologically, but we're going to go oldest to newest. Okay. So the first one, we're going pretty far back, uh, about as back as modern English goes. All right. So before Shakespeare? No, we're talking about Shakespeare. The bard himself. Bard himself. (laughs) So uh, word number one is candle waster, a person who studies late into the night. It is generally derogatory. Oh, wow. Hmm. Candle waster. It's from much ado about nothing. Uh huh. It's kind of like an insult. Mm-hmm. I think in India, if you use this word, no, it'll be in totally positive sense. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, it's it's not derogatory yeah. in Indian context. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like you're dutiful. You're yeah, diligent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you job. wasted so many candles before the. Wow. Night. So exactly. proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting word to be used this way. But I like this word, yeah. candle waster. So as far as we know, it was probably a fairly popular term at the time. Uh, Much Ado About Nothing was published in 1600. Okay. This is really interesting to me as a linguist. So slang is spoken usually. Yeah. But most of the language we have throughout history is from written language. And so there's a lot of slang that we just are never going to know because no one ever wrote it down. Yeah. So candle wasters, we don't know how popular this term was. Shakespeare is the oldest text that we have that uses it. Mm Mm-hmm. So some people argue, did he coin it or mm-hmm. was he just repeating a word that other people at the time had been saying? It's unclear. Yeah. I mean, that's so true for a lot of words that Shakespeare invented. Yeah, right? yeah. He just wrote it down first. That doesn't mean he invented yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. This is a good point. A big reason why Shakespeare is still popular and why he matters so much to the English language is because he wrote how people spoke. So we actually have learned a lot of words, a lot of slang, a lot of the intonation and how vowels were pronounced based on especially his plays because they were spoken aloud and he liked to emulate the low classes and the way that they talked. So he's really important to our language because because of him, we have a record of these slang words and these Mm -hmm. words that normal people were using. But people at the time thought, fancy people, I'm not going to write down these slang. These aren't real words. Uh Uh-huh. Or you made it up. <laughs> Has it dropped out of use? Was it just a Shakespeare thing? Um, I couldn't find any quotations from after the 17th century, no. Okay. Maybe basically when we stopped using candles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dropped out of favor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a little Makes bit before sense. that, you know. Sure. I mean, the word seems to fit. It does. So that was our oldest slang term, mm-hmm. candle waster. Skipping ahead quite a few years, we're looking at the Victorian era. Okay. So word number two, bags a mystery. You guys want to have a guess what bags a mystery might be? It's one word. It's like uh, hyphenated. It's like oh, a mystery. Bags of mystery, but yeah. Bags a mystery. 
It's a normal thing. Oh, it's actually an object. It's a, yeah, it's a normal thing. You can, it's tangible. You could grab it. And it's not X-rated. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee. Eggs a mystery. I'm gonna say eyes. All right. Well, see, this is closer because it's a food. So word number two, bags a mystery, are sausages. Sausages. Ah. <laughs> it's a yeah, those are bags of mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sausages are definitely bags of mystery. Yeah, so this is Victorian slang. Mm-hmm. Okay. We actually have a pretty big record of Victorian slang because this one guy, James Ware, he wrote this book in 1909 called The Dictionary of Victorian Slang. Nice. Clever name. Yeah. And oh, it's actually a dictionary of Victorian oh, slang. okay. It's public domain, and so people love to write about it. They yeah. love to talk about it. But yeah, it was actually really important because we have a record now because this right. guy was thought slang was something worth writing down. And so one of his words is bags of mystery. Bags of mystery. The OED says it's bags of mystery. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, Oxford. <laughs> the Victorian era, there's a lot of language change happening in mm-hmm. this era. And one thing about the literature from this time period is that kind of this new concept. So especially Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. was very famous for using this style of writing dialogue called I dialect. Right. Sure. Do you want to, you want to drop what I dialect is? It's, it's a lot like what you said about Shakespeare. It's writing how people actually speak, but with Charles Dickens. And he literally spelled it in a non-standard way to reflect how it was spoken. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why we have so much Victorian slang, because people wrote it. So yeah, Big's a mystery, our sausages. That one's pretty apparent. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're moving a little bit further forward in time, and yeah, we're okay. going to my home country. We're talking about 20s slang. Okay. So from the 1920s in the U.S. So word number three is patoodled. Patoodled? <laughs> Can you spell it? Yeah, what? <laughs> P-T-O-O-T-L-E-D. Patoodled. Do you want to have a guess at what patoodled might mean? 1920s U.S. Okay. You're drunk. Yeah, uh, exactly. Patoodle means drunk. Mm. It's an adjective. Yeah, so in the 1920s in the U.S., as we talked about in our couple cocktails episodes, mm-hmm. alcohol was illegal, so it's the Prohibition era. And so there were a lot of slang words for being drunk. Mm-hmm. Right. It was also kind of a trend at the time as well to make up fanciful-sounding words. Mm. Fanciful? Yeah, so some other slang from the era that meant drunk were blotto. Oh, Maybe I've heard of heard that, that one. one. Yeah. Swacked, zazzled, ossified, and this one's really hard to say. Splificated. Splificated. <laughs> <laughs> Why is describing a drunk person so hard? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> you have a word for it. Especially when you're drunk, you'd be struggling <laughs> to even like, you know, these words. Good point. Well, a lot of people think that was the joke. Right. You can't even say a normal word. Or it's supposed to sound like what a drunk person sounds like. Oh, oh. yeah. Okay. Making fun of them drunks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone was drunk. Yeah, 20 slang is really related. A lot of it's related to alcohol. Mm-hmm. Because this is kind of a useful part of slang. It's in-group signaling. So it was a way for people who like to drink mm-hmm. to talk about drinking and getting together to drink uh-huh. without actually saying the words. So they could be yeah. on the street yeah. talking right. about you it. You don't incriminate yourself. Yeah, not incriminating yeah. yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I like it. I liked patoodle the best because it was just PT and then it has two. So actually, no a, so toot, no, it's just PT. <laughs> patoodle. So it's because a toot could be kind of another word for party. Right. Oh. So they think probably that had influenced the word patoodle, but the OED for like almost all of these words, it's just, they're just fanciful. 
People mm-hmm. just coined them. They're just funny sounds, and people kept saying them. And it doesn't have to do with anything. It's just yeah. made up, right? Yeah. Mm. There was a lot of slang in the twenties. Prohibition is considered a big reason, but also in the Harlem Renaissance was a big factor. But I really hope we bring back patootled. If it yeah. is, I think so. Or we spread it as your new creation. <laughs> I guess. I guess. We yeah. should definitely make this word famous. Yeah. Okay. And then last. So this one kind of doesn't fit the chronological thing. Okay. Because now we're looking at Cockney rhyming slang. Yes. yes. This is a whole category of slang. <laughs> it's usually kind of first attributed to the East End of London in the 19th century. But people still use this word and use lots of this slang. So I consider it kind of the newest because people still use it. Okay. But these other words, you you wouldn't find people using these anymore. Right. But this one, apparently, in some places, this is a totally normal thing to say. Okay, so before I give the word, I think one of you should maybe explain what Cockney rhyming slang is Yeah, for any listeners who don't know. Sure. They take a phrase, and then instead of saying that phrase, they say part of a phrase that rhymes with that phrase. The example I heard was, we're in Barney, because Barney rubble rhymes with trouble. So instead of saying we're in trouble, you say Barney, and you mean we're in trouble. To me, it seems very, like, opaque. Like, if you're not in this group, it's very hard to figure yeah. out what they're trying to say. That's the idea. Yeah. Is that it's not supposed to be apparent, but it's easy to remember. Uh-huh. This is yeah. kind of the use of it. So, my example, word number four, is butchers means a look, as in have a butchers. Have a butchers. Yeah. So, this comes from butcher's hook. Oh. So, a look, look, look rhymes with hook. Right. Butcher's hook. A butcher's is a look. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how exactly like how you guys said. That's how it's built. So you use phrase, a pair of words usually that always go together. People's names are very popular. Yeah. Like you, yeah. Barney Rubble, the character from the Flintstones, because that's easy to remember. Yeah. And so then you use the non-rhyming part. Yeah. Yeah. So there are tons of them. China means mate because mm-hmm. China plate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Apples mean stairs because of apples and pears. <laughs> so yeah, they go on and on. But I want to talk a little bit about rhyming itself. Yeah. So I don't think a lot of you know, native English speakers or people who are very proficient in English realize how in our language nowadays, rhyming is normal. It's expected. All songs rhyme. Yeah. You know, it's, they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Other languages don't necessarily do this. Rhyme is not exclusive to English at all. But I think a lot of other native speakers don't realize how, like, it's not universal at all. This is kind of a weird idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so do you know a lot of languages? Do they care about rhyming? Yeah, I think I'm trying to think of the Indian languages, at least. I think rhyming is a big part of it, actually. Right. Yeah. And also we, especially in Assamese and Bengali, and I know that in Punjabi also they do a lot where you take a word Mm -hmm. and you say another rhyming word, but that rhyming word doesn't really make any sense. So for example, let's grab some plate schlit. Okay. Schlit doesn't make any sense, but you'd you'd use it together. Uh, It's like reduplication. Yeah. yeah, But the second word has no meaning, but it matches with the first Uh word. And it's like a way of talking. Yeah, Yeah. we do that in English. Hocus pocus. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 All right. It's very common. That's a kind of rhyming slang, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, So there are lots of different ways of doing it. But yeah, English is really big on rhyming. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. And then cognitive rhyming slang is a whole 
extra yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. I found this website where this society, their whole thing is about codifying and keeping a record of this slang. Yeah. And they claim Butcher's Hook is a classic and is widely understood in many parts of the London area. Right. Okay. I have never, ever heard of <laughs> the phrase butchers no. like this, but I guess I believe them. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Take a butchers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think with, especially with Cockney, even if you don't speak, but if you grew up in London, I think you'd understand more or less what's happening. Yeah. Some people said that they're like, people you're using it, they don't even know they're using yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So those yeah. are my four slang words throughout English history, but I made one of them up. All right. Before we try to guess which one is made up, can you tell us all four slang words again, please? Of course. So, word number one is candle waster, which is a person who studies late into the night. Word number two, pigs a mystery, are sausages. Word number three, patootled means drunk. And word number four, butchers means a look. Okay. Amazing. What are you thinking? You know, none of them jump out at me as totally fake. And I don't know, with slang, I can't logic it out. Right. She answered my questions pretty well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> she is well prepared. Yeah. I think it's between two and three. Two and three. Okay. Yeah. Because it's just bags of mystery. <laughs> oh, no. It's a very mysterious word yeah. or a phrase. Yeah. And this patootled. Because again, <laughs> as Andy mentioned, there's so many words. So probably a nice place to get creative, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm thinking either one of them. Okay. I'm thinking because Shakespeare made up so many words, right. that might be an easy place to fake it. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm going to say it's bags of mystery. All right. I'm picking number one, Shakespeare's candle waster. All right. The made up word is patootled. Patootled? Oh, no. <laughs> you see, Tanner, I, I had it. Yeah. I had it. I made up patootled. Yeah, it sounded too good to be like, true. Like I said, I'd read all these fanciful words. Yeah. Right. And I was like, how am I going to make a fake word? Yeah. Right. So I took the general onomatopoetic spelling of the spit sound. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Like a spittoon. Yeah. 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 So, patooey. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I made patootled. I did the L because I thought it was cute. (laughs) (laughs) Patootled is in my dictionary now. I'm (laughs) totally going to use it. And I'm going to make fun of people when they say, what is this word? You don't know? Are you not caught up with the latest trends? Yeah. Yeah. Do you not listen to the I Should Know podcast? (laughs) That's right. That's right. But I certainly have coined patootled. <laughs> Amazing. So if you guys want to use it, please do. <laughs> yeah. And then Oxford, when you come looking. Yeah. You can make this your word of the year, 2021. 2021 first recorded usage of the word patootled. Okay. And just so we have it on record, just spell the word once again. I spelled it. Is there it. an apostrophe somewhere there? <laughs> yeah. It's like pterodactyl, but you say the P. P-T-O-O-T-L-E-D. Patootled. 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 Love it. But I really should have known that it was made up. It's too good to be true. I should have known too. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. Please be sure to rate and review us. And if you would like to support us, you can join our patrons at patreon.com slash ishk, where you can support us and get fun little extras for yourself. As always, thanks for listening.
anything counts as anything. Like the definition of a thing is basically what people say, you know, 